listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host Jason Cook and today we have Daniel Mateo joining us back in the studio. Welcome Daniel. Mm, hi Jason. Good how, to be back mate. How are you today? You know I'm um I'm feeling a little bit flat, but, you know, God's going to get us through. Yeah, we're happy. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And we've got Carmelina Bacchino joining us again. Welcome, Carmelina. Hi, Carmen. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you back here, and uh, hopefully we'll have you even more often soon. <laughs> um, now, today, Daniel, we're going to be continuing your series, Facets of Faith. I think we're up to about our, I don't know, fifth or sixth episode of this one, maybe seventh. I can't remember. I think it's seven today. Um, and I think this is a recording. I know this is a recording, but I think <laughs> you're going to be in Melbourne when this goes to air. I am, yeah. I'm, in, I'm, I'm right now, uh, as uh, as you hear this over the radio, that uh, we are, I'm actually in Melbourne. So It's really weird, you know, yeah. doing recordings ahead of time, and you sort of, you've got to think <laughs> about where you'll be, what you'll be doing, and make it relevant to, you know, That's at, right. at the time. Yeah, but, well, um, Nevertheless, I'm going to be relocating uh, over there uh, at the beginning of next year. next year. Excuse me. So uh, yeah, I'm just just over in Melbourne looking at some houses at the moment, and also uh, going to a children's ministry advisory. Yeah. So yeah. okay. Well, we are going to miss you next year, but uh, in the meantime, while we've got you here, we'll continue on with your series, Facets of Faith. Thank you kindly. And uh, today um, we're going to be continuing on with our uh, program titled The Knock. Do you want to just give us a a very brief rundown? I think last time we did The One, Mm. which was Mm. The Messiah, and this week, The Knock. Yeah, well, before I do that, uh, I just want to give a little bit of a shout-out. I ran into a, one of our faithful listeners. Um, I had no idea we had so many people that, that listened so faithfully, but I just want to mention Luigi. I ran into him in a little church a couple of weeks ago, and he said that he very faithfully listens to us every morning as he's in, uh, in, going about his job. Uh, he has a little earpiece in, and he listens to us as we as we speak. And so, g'day to Luigi. And g'day, Luigi. <laughs> Yeah, very very happy. Yeah, no. So that's right. Last week we talked about Jesus being the Messiah. We've we've been talking actually, uh, uh, I would say, over the last few weeks about really about God's solution to evil, the fact that there is evil in this world, uh, the fact that the origin of it and uh, how it came to be in our backyard, and ultimately God's solution. Last time we talked about the Messiah, talked about Jesus. Uh, this time we're going to talk about talk about God's solution. Uh, to to evil, you know, to the fact that uh, very soon he's going to bring it to an end, and how we know that that's soon, how mm. we know that uh, that w- when we can be sure that that's going to be happening. Uh, so the signs of Jesus coming is really what we're talking about today. Just a remember a reminder: you can listen to all of our past episodes online, and uh, that's at the Faith FM website, faithfm.com.au, or you can get the Faith FM app from the App Store. If you've got a phone or tablet, you can listen to all of our programs, both live and past programs. And even uh, more interesting than that is that these programs also go the Tassie Encounters. Uh, program weekly program goes out onto all of the podcasting areas and i think even spotify um i've not actually tried to find us on spotify but i know it's in the apple podcasts and i believe it's also in spotify so if you're a younger person uh, listening you can listen online using the apps the various different apps um 
so the knock today uh i guess we'll we'll get started and uh do you want to pray before we get going yeah I'd, yeah we'd love that would you like to do that for us sure oh. no worries definitely father we thank you for being with us today and uh we, you, you promise that says where two or three gather in your name, you will be with us. And uh, we we claim that promise today. And we've got three here in the studio. And I'm sure we've got many listeners who are joining us today. So we play a blessing on each one of us and our listeners today. And may you guide us and bless us as we open your word and study this topic. In your name, amen. 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 Hmm. Well, the knock. Enoch, yeah. I, I think it was a few months ago now when we were right in the middle of the, the coldest part of, uh, of, ta- of the Tasmanian winter. And I'd taken my dog for a walk. And, uh, you know, it gets, we, we have very, very short days here in the middle of winter. So when you get up before to, you go to work and you have to go through your morning routine, it's almost always dark. And so you're, you're dark when you get to work and you're dark when you come mm, home. That's something I don't like about the windows down here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's both dark and cold, which mm. is a double whammy. And so you get up and I, and I put my, my uh, puffer jacket on and went and walked the dog. You know, wandered around out in the middle. The dog doesn't like it outside at that time of morning, anyway. But uh, yeah, and when I, when I got back, I realised that I hadn't taken keys with me, and uh, and I'd locked the door on my way out. And so I was uh, sort of wanting to go inside to feed the dog, and I guess I progressed with my morning routine, and uh, started knocking on the door. You know, knock, knock, knock. I don't know what was going on. I think possibly my wife was in the shower. I'd say probably my, my son, if he's already probably watched his TV, probably had that turned up. Um, you know, my daughter's probably sitting somewhere on a phone with her earphones in or something. But I, I swear it must have been about 10 or 15 minutes at least. Could have been more, you know, maybe 20 minutes that I'm, I'm there knocking, trying to get inside and <laughs> calling on my phone, you know, guys, come on, you know. And, uh, yeah, just couldn't couldn't get in. And uh, <laughs> I, I realised how vulnerable I was, you know, that... Um, you know, you can very easily be locked out of your own home and have people inside and so forth. Uh, it's so funny that we're like that sometimes, I think, as it pertains to just life in general. Things can be going on around us, and we can get accustomed to it so that we don't even we don't even see or hear what's going on. And I, I look, I don't know if it's just me, but it seems to me that the world is getting worse. Now, I know every generation has said that about their world. I remember when I was a kid, my grandfather, he said, oh, things were so much better in the good old days, you know. Mm. Um, (laughs) But maybe every generation feels like the world's going to pot. Maybe it's just... But for me, I I feel like it's measurable. I feel like like the, the, um, you know, moral decay... You know, natural disasters, like in every every possible way, war. You know, um, struggle. Just just the way that people interact with each other. I feel that there's there's a de- mm. uh, denigration of community in our societies that people don't care as much as they used to. They are not that so socially responsible. And so, but the the thing is that as these things happen, they happen incrementally, little bit at a time, one thing at a time. And you get to the point where you don't even see it anymore. You know, you don't even notice it. It's the the frog in the water. That's uh, on Explain the pot, that. on the stove. Yeah, as as the water starts off cold or lukewarm, and as it's slowly getting warmer, the frogs don't uh, realise that they're they're being boiled. Yeah, right. I think that's a bit like us that uh, we don't realise when we're living in the environment. It's sometimes hard to see the big changes that are actually happening over a period of time. Yeah, and really quite a short period of time too. Mm. You know, when I think back to the sort of world that we lived in when I was a child, you know, that uh, that things were very different politically. They were very different uh, in every way, you know. And I and I do wonder, how do we get here? And I think there was a few big events. You know, 9-11 was a big one. Mm-hmm. COVID has been a big one. But 
most of the time it's just been little tiny movements at a, at a you know one mm. bit at a time one uh, generation at a time one decision at a time you know as i said before we've been talking about god's solution to evil over the last few weeks um and that culminated with our discussion about the messiah he really the messiah really in the scripture is the solution to evil mm. but still here we we live in this world you know and uh, Jesus acknowledged that. He said, in this world, you are going to have tribulation, but take heart, I've overcome the world. And he actually made a promise. He said, you can, you can have hope. You can have peace in this world. Why? He said, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, so that where I am, there you will be also. That's an amazing promise. Mm. So the promise is one day that Jesus is going to take us to be with him where he is. That's mm. the promise. Mm. And so for the Christian faith, we don't, we don't believe that God is a Santa Claus in heaven, that if we pray, all of our problems will go away. That's not how it works. We believe that, that if we put our faith in him, that he will love us and walk with us. We have the blessing of his presence down here. And one day he will uh, he will return to take us home, and all of the suffering and sighing and 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 grief will be over. And so, in which case, he also gave us some signs that we can look at in the world to try and figure out when that event will be soon, and mm. when we can start to get excited because we know it's just around the corner. And that's what we're going to study today. It's in Matthew chapter twenty-four. Yeah. Awesome. We're going to start off uh, reading verse one to three. Carmelina is going to do that for us. Um, and it, it, it's interesting. I'm, I didn't talk to you about this beforehand, but uh, I know that this prophecy is sort of uh, double-edged or double-meaning. You know, there's multiple layers in here, so it'll be fascinating to get into this and and uh, pick it apart a bit. So uh, we're going to read first of all verse one to three from the New International Version. All right, Matthew chapter 24, verses 1 to 3. Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things, he asked. Truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said. When will this happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Awesome. It's interesting. There's actually two questions in that last sentence, mm-hmm. isn't there? Mm-hmm. Tell us, when will this happen, and what, what will be the sign of your coming? Yeah, well, really, for the disciples, it was one event. That was their understanding. You see, as they mm-hmm. were walking around and looking at the, the ancient Jewish temple, this beautiful temple, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, um, in, in this time, it had been recently uh, renovated by Herod, and it was really one of the marvels, uh, one of the most amazing buildings uh, ever constructed. And so as they're walking along and looking at it and pointing it out, they're thinking, there is no way this temple will ever fall. This is a, stand of, this is a, this is a standard of God's power, and uh, it's going to last forever. And so Jesus really said something very troubling and countercultural to them when he said, look, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. And that was very troubling. Mm. And they figured, you know what? This temple is so massive. These stones are so huge. This building is so impressive. It, uh, it represents the God of heaven. There is only one way that this building could ever be destroyed, and that would be the end of the world. And so they come to him, and he, they asked him exactly that. When will this happen, 
and what will be the sign of your coming. And so Jesus doesn't correct them, mm. but he does know in his own uh, mind as a prophet, well, I should say he's the son of God, but acting in this um, in his uh, capacity as a prophet here, he recognizes uh, but this that they're asking two questions. So mm. what he does do is to give them signs of both events. Yeah. We're going to go to a break, but we've got a question for you. Now, this is a recorded program, as we mentioned earlier, uh, but we still monitor it and we still answer your questions and uh, all the book offers and everything are still available. So do uh, get in touch with us today. But our question for you today is, do you think that natural disasters and calamities have increased or do we just hear about them more because of you know social media and the media that we have today? Text us in your answer, 0488880891. This is Hope of the Broken World by Sela. beginning into the darkness the spirit's moving upon the waters you spoke the words let there be light out of the chaos came the promise the universe rose and applauded when you commanded the newborn sun to rise you are the day spring you are the morning star Creation splendor speaks of who you are You are salvation You are the joy of the earth Restoration comes, hope of the broken world my darkness, your spirit's moving upon my heart and you speak the words, let there be light, into my chaos comes your promise, the new is rising, the old has passed on, you are reviving and making all things right, you are the day spring. You are the morning star Creation splendor speaks of who you are You are salvation You are the joy of the earth Restoration comes Hope of the broken world Arise, shine
Restoration comes Hope of the broken world Into my weakness Into my darkness Your spirit's moving Upon my heart And you speak the words Let there be light You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we are talking with Daniel Mateo on the topic of the knock, the signs of the second coming of the Messiah. Before the break, we gave you a listener question. Do you think that natural disasters and calamities have increased or do we just hear about them more because of multimedia? Text us your answer on 0488 We'd love to hear from you today, even though this is a recorded program and uh, we will be monitoring that, so do text us in. Daniel, uh, we've just read verse 1 to 3 of Matthew 24, but I'm sure there's lots more we're going to read. Absolutely. Look, you, you brought up a really good point. You said, you know, well, why is it that the, uh, the disciples asked Jesus two questions? What are, the, what are going to be the signs of your coming and of the end of the age? Uh, when will these things happen? What will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? Jesus had just predicted the destruction of the temple. Now, we know that that happened in 70 AD. Mm. So that happened, uh, you know, sort of around about 30 years after after this. But um, Jesus gave them a list of signs to look for in the world that were, that were, that were showing that, uh, that, that that event was near. And the destruction of Jerusalem, and also they can equally be af- applied to what we understand as the end of the age or the end of the world. So we can look at that. They could look at those signs in their day and see that was happening. And as a result, actually, none of the Christians that were living in Jerusalem at the time of uh, the destruction of Jerusalem were that they all got out because mm. they looked at the signs and mm. they they all fled to a place called Pella, mm. known as Pella of the Refuge. Uh, where uh, where they were all saved, but uh, but just like that today, uh, you and I can look at these list of signs and have a look in the world, and uh, we can know that uh, that this time is near too. So we're going to get into it. We'll start with uh, verse four and five of Matthew twenty-four. It says, "Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many." Beautiful. So we've got two signs there that we can see in those those couple of verses that Jesus predicts about signs of the end of the age. The first one is uh, deception, and we might understand that as being deception, particularly in the religious and spiritual world or in the or realm. So there's an idea of um, of, uh, of teaching, false teaching, and so forth. And then it goes on to say uh, there'll be people claiming to be the Messiah, claiming mm. to be the Christ, claiming to be the chosen one. Did you did you hear of uh, somebody in Australia? I think in the last couple of years in Queensland. Oh, what was his name? Yeah. It's in near Mergen in South Queensland. I'm yeah. just trying to remember his name. Somebody, yes, I yes. think he was arrested and taken away. Well, I, I didn't hear about that, but I do know mm. that he he had a pretty um, viral. I can't remember his name now. Mm. He he, I, he had a pretty viral um, YouTube video. It was called "I'm Jesus, Deal with It." I mm. remember that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he believed that he was Jesus reincarnated. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I can't remember his name now, yeah. but yeah, I did hear about that. He had a commune there in South Queensland. Bit dangerous. Yeah. So uh, many will come claiming to be the Messiah. Absolutely, and 
This has been the case as we look back through history and currently. You know, people will not just a, a proliferation of uh, strange and, and wonderful spiritual teaching, but also a prolifer proliferation of people claiming to uh, to be someone special. Mm. Yeah. So uh, let's read six and seven and see what other signs there might be of the end of the age here. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Mm. Wow, that makes me think of uh, what's been going on in Ukraine and uh, with, with the conflict between Ukraine and Russia. Mm. Well, absolutely. You know, I mean, that's there. What wonderful thing, the wonderful thing here that Jesus gives us is an incredible amount of balance as it pertains to these things because mm. he says, look, these things will happen. You know, mm. not, not every time that you switch on the TV and see a war does that mean that, uh, that, that this is it. You know, you need to go out and put a sign around your neck and start preaching to repent in the street. You know, it, it, he gives us a bit of balance, but he says, look, these things are the signs. You know, mm. as they're coalescing together, you're going to be able to notice this situation uh, sort of um, degenerating. So the idea is wars. That's some, when it's happening in your backyard. That's wars. And then rumors of wars, that's when you hear of it uh, happening somewhere else. Now, so the, the fact we – one of the questions – well, the listener question we asked today is, do you think things are getting worse or are we just hearing about it more? But the idea of us hearing about it more is actually one of the signs. Mm. And then here and actually just a little later when we get to it, um, Jesus in two places in this prophecy predicts uh, the increase in, um, let's say, media or of information spread. Mm. So that when you hear more rumors of war, that's also a sign. you know. And so there's a indirectly reading between the lines, we can see that Jesus is actually predicting the fact that we're, we're going to be exposed to a lot more of what's going on around the world in the last days. And we've seen that through the internet, television, even radio, all of that. Mm. All right. So must, that such things must happen. The end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. This is conflict. This is battle. This is war. But then it says there will be famines and earthquakes. So an increase in uh, food insecurity is what uh, the UN calls it in the world. And you mentioned Ukraine before. That's re resulted in a lot of food, in food in insecurity. There's a lot of talk about that at the moment, isn't there? Global food crisis, I think they're mm, calling it. Absolutely. And uh, some good charities that we can support as Christians in order to... Um, in order to alleviate that, and earthquakes. So there seems to be an increase in natural disasters as well. Now, the original, or the old King James Version also used to talk about, uh, uh, used to talk of, uh, mention pestilences mm. also, which, uh, which would be you know, pandemics and diseases and things like that. It's, uh, the NIV omits that. Mm. So these are the signs. You know, these are the main things that you're going to switch on the news and see in the newspaper and, and see on your phone when you're looking at the news that this will be the case uh, as we get closer and closer. And in verse 8, it actually says something very interesting. Can we read that? It says, all these are the beginnings or the beginning of birth pains. Birth pains. Mm. That's right. So that's that's just the beginning of the birthing process, not, mm. not the end. You got it. So it's important for us to keep that in mind because it's a it's a great... Uh, illustration or metaphor. When my wife was pregnant with my both of my children, I found that a little while out from the actual moment of delivery, she started having these things called Braxton Hicks. Have you heard of that? I have, mm. yes. 
So that's a little it's fake constri- fake contractions, you know, little things happening. And you th- and for a first time mum, she was like, "Oh, that's it, that's it, you know, it's coming." And you know, you go to the hospital and they say, "No, no, no, you're fine, go home." And uh, that would but but these things get more and more frequent and more and more intense uh, as and then obviously the actual labour starts and and those contractions are exactly the same. You know, these things happen more and more frequently, more and more intense until you just have this one big screaming, <laughs> you know, painful situation, and then suddenly baby's there. And Jesus said it's exactly like that, you know, that that's how it's going to be. These things, when you see them getting more and more frequent and more and more intense, that's a sign, okay? Well, can we read verse 9 to 11, please? Absolutely. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death, and you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Mm. Yeah, so there's a number of signs that we can see there, isn't there? Mm. So the first one is uh, religious persecution. You can see that there. So we we see that in different places of of the world, but we also see a long history of that Mm. uh, in the past when uh, we had the Protestant Reformation and many people and many conflicts between uh, different factions of Christianity and and but we also see it in other places of the world as well. You know, you don't hear that, hear about this on the news very much because the the media in at least the western world tends to have a pretty distinctly anti-christian bias generally. But it is one of the most dangerous times in history to be a Christian globally. You know, there's there's more, just about more persecution and and so forth going on now around the world than than ever before. Mm. There is a lot of people um, that are that are struggling just because of their faith. So that is that is a sign of the last days, uh, being hated by all nations. You know that there is a, a sense of hatred towards people that that have belief uh, in Christ, and. Look at this, verse 10. Many t- will turn away from the faith. You know, we're, f- we're facing a time in history, unprecedented time in Christianity, that more than any other time in history, people are turning away from the faith. That it, they're abandoning it for all sorts of both political, social, and theological, and just reasons of, yeah, just lackadaisical spirituality. And that's, that's actually proven in the recent statistics from the census absolutely but in australia fewer mm. and fewer i think it's the first time that less than 50 percent of people are, mm. are declaring themselves to be non-religious non-christian yeah mm. do we want to go to a break and we we can do that let's do mm. that and uh talk about the, uh, the rest of verse 10 when we get back we've mm. got a listener question um that we've been asking you do you think that natural disasters and calamities have increased or do we just hear about them more because of the various media that we have these days. We've got a book offer coming up later in the program. It's, it's titled What the Bible Says About Jesus' Return. So right now, this is a beautiful song. This one uh, you chose, Carmelina, and it's called Pray On by Marletta Fong.
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with Daniel Matteo. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And uh, today we've been talking with Daniel on the topic of the knock, the second coming or the signs of the second coming of the Messiah. Um, and uh, yeah, before the break, um, we we're talking about the Matthew twenty-four verse ten. Yeah, verse 20, twenty-four verse ten, where many will turn away from the faith, and then there will be conflict and all those sort of things. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting time. Yeah, like, uh, uh, it reminded me of um, what happened in the last few years, like with COVID, and it caused a lot of division within the church as well. Um, and it's interesting to see that that was also something that was um, prophesied as well. So um, many um, will betray each other and hate each other. So mm. I just found that quite interesting. That, that's a it's a real reminder, isn't it, that we yeah. need to make sure that we are um, connected with Jesus, so that we can overcome those challenges. Because there will always be differences of opinions and. Things like that. So. I think the rise in hate generally, you know, mm. has been very, tr- very troubling. And so, yeah, no, that's that, that's sort of very relevant. But yeah, it's definitely a, a sense of a decrease in the social fabric and, and a and a movement of culture against the Christian faith in particular. And verse eleven goes on to say, "And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people." So we, we ought to expect that when we turn on the television, we see sort of good-looking people in suits that are saying things that aren't biblical, you know, and uh, and that really is the is the promise. Yeah, so it's there's a sense in which we have to be very guarded mm. uh, against spiritual teaching, that we ought to use our brains. We ought not just let anything in, uh, but we ought to think a lot about what we're um, taking into ourselves in all sorts of different ways. And I think one of the key things, too, to avoid being deceived by um, things like false prophets is to be ensure that we're regularly connecting and and reading the scriptures because that's that's where we gain the truth from absolutely can Mm. we can we read maybe verse 12 and 13 yeah it says because of the increase of wickedness the love of most will grow cold but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved yeah so there's an increase in wickedness would be our next sign there right Mm. an increase in wickedness in the world uh, uh, as i said before a moral decline and uh, as we look around the world uh uh, we can see that there is sort of some serious moral uh, decay and degeneration. That uh, that it's, it almost seems to be a badge of honour now, the least morality morality that you have. You know that if you are somebody that can turn your back on standards and and turn your back on moral values that previous generations held dear, that you are somebody that is to be lauded and celebrated. So that is uh, is definitely coming true. And also that the the love of many growing cold, this idea of just, just the, the general love and, and care and brotherhood of man, uh, that we don't care about one another so much as we used to. I saw a very, very troubling a uh, very, very troubling uh, story in the news a few years ago where there was somebody that was, you know, standing on top of a building and they were, um, you know, obviously making sort of threats of self-harm there. And instead of cooperating with the authorities, there was people down at the on the street saying, come on, just do it, do it. And then when finally they did do that, you know, these people rushed under the police lines and started taking photos with their phone. Like just no, just terrible, no, no um, sense of care or, or compassion or anything, you know. Very, very strange. First time in history that we've, we've sort of been that cold and, and 
what shall I say, disconnected uh, mm. from, from feeling and from empathy. Mm. But the good news in, is in verse 13. The one that stands firm to the end will be saved. And so there's an idea of just having to go through this for a little while, and it's just a matter of time and we can all go home. Yeah. And, and with that, we get to uh, another amazing prediction that Jesus made, and it's in verse 14 of yes. chapter 24. Verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Beautiful. So this is where Jesus is answering that second part of the question. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. This gospel of the kingdom. So this same good news that Jesus was walking around uh, preaching in the first century, this is going to go to the whole world. Now, he, Jesus is actually making a little bit of a prediction when we read between the lines here uh, that uh, maybe we might not pick up at first glance. When I was a kid, I often wondered, how is it, how is it that the gospel, the gospel could possibly go to the whole world? Hmm. How could it be? Because there's so many people in so many different places that have never even heard the name of Jesus. And, you know, I, I found it difficult to understand. I remember in the 1980s when my mum read this verse to me from the Bible. And uh, I thought, how could it even be possible? But now, you know, what's interesting is we go to third world countries today. And people that can't afford to eat have got a, a, a mobile phone device uh, with internet access, you know, and if you've got internet access, you've got access to the gospel, you know. So there is an opportunity for the for the the gospel of the kingdom to go to the whole world as a testimony of all nations, and that this, when this can go to the whole world, this is the time uh, when the end will come. Have you seen one of these? I've just pulled something out of my pocket here, Daniel. Have you seen one of these? Um, that is a yeah, that's a God Pod, right? A God Pod, Adventist World Radio, and uh, I got one of these when I was in the US, and. Um, you know, the Adventist World Radio is, this program is actually sponsored by Adventist World Radio, and you know, this is one of the ways in which the gospel is going to all the world. So what, what, is, the, what does this device do exactly? It, it's a radio, it? it's a radio that, um, and it also contains the audio Bible on it, and uh, so you can, you can tune into the various radio stations around the world that Adventist World Radio, and of course you can listen to other programs as well. You can dial up the frequency, but uh, it's also got the Bible on it and other things. So, um, so it's a storage device as well. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. And so it, I can but, see it's, it's got a is, uh, solar is, panel on it, right? So it, you don't need batteries. It's you... solar chargeable and mm. also USB chargeable. So, but this is this is being uh, used all around the world for people in remote locations who might not have access to a radio. Mm. So yeah, nice. Another way that um, the gospel is going to all the world, thanks to Adventist World Radio. Yeah, that's tremendous. So, well, that's that's part of what we're trying to do here. You know, we're trying to fulfill this. Uh, this we we want to go home. We want all of this evil <laughs> yeah, to come absolutely. to an end. You know, <laughs> yeah. and that's sort of part of what we're doing here. Yeah. So let, let's read on. Um, we just for the sake of brevity, maybe we shall uh, we'll, we'll jump past verse fifteen, but maybe we can go from verse seventeen to nineteen. Okay, it says, uh, Let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. So mm. this is this is at the time that, uh, we, that we haven't read the verses, but uh, this was a particular warning, and the uh, Jews at the time understood what this meant as well. Wasn't well, it? What, it, what it really gives us is a sense of urgency here, that when mm. we see all of these things that... Um, that Jesus predicted all of these signs of these last days. 
coming together and coalescing together as like birth pains, more and mm. more frequent, more and more intense. And uh, we see that happening around the world, that we have a sense of urgency to remove ourselves from the situation at that time, that uh, we want a little bit of uh, separation so that we're not sucked into some of, the, some of the bad things that are going on. And can someone read verse 20 and 21, please? Absolutely. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath, for then there will be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. Mm, mm. Well, here's we've got an interesting point, because... Both the destruction of Jerusalem, obviously, and the end of the age, both took place after Jesus' death and resurrection. Mm. And at both times, Jesus is counseling believers, Christian believers, and he says to them, pray that your flight will not be place, take place on, in winter or on the Sabbath. Why? Well, because when God's people are wanting to flee away from danger... Uh, he's he's not wanting their Sabbath to be ruined, and he does mm. sort of imply there that um, well, not sort of he doesn't does imply there that they're still going to be keeping the Sabbath, mm. uh, which is uh, something that's interesting there for us to notice. But in verse twenty one, it says there's going to be great distress, unequaled from the beginning of the world even until now, never to be equaled again. We're talking about a very serious situation. So sometimes something bad will happen in the world, like a pandemic, like a war. Someone will say, that's it, you know, Jesus is coming next Tuesday. But we have to understand that the situation Jesus is describing here is deeply, deeply catastrophic. Do you think this verse 22 that says, if those days had not been cut short, no one would survive? You know, we we talk, a lot of people talk about nuclear war and, you know, the end of the world. Mm. Do you think uh, this is sort of giving us some sort of assurance that that the end of the world is not going to end like with nuclear war? Mm. Well, what it does say and what it does imply there is that definitely that is on the table. The destruction of every human being on it Earth is a possibility. Is a possibility. And yeah. that also is, a, is, a, is an interesting prophecy as well mm. because up until very recently it wasn't possible for the entire planet to be destroyed. But with the advent of nuclear weapons, that, um, that has been a possibility. But Jesus says here pretty distinctly, yeah, we're, I'm going to come back before humanity is able to destroy itself. Yeah. So we don't have to be afraid that that's the way that we'll come to an end. Jesus will intercede, will intercede before that happens. Now, we've got a book offer just before we go to the break. Carmelina. Yes, so our book offer for today, What the Bible Says About Jesus' Return. This is from Science Magazine. Hurricanes, fires, tornadoes, the natural world seems to be falling apart. All we can do is fight to the death over things that didn't used to divide us. This is an, Is there any hope for the future? The Bible predicted all this would happen and more. But what does the Bible really say about this event and when will it happen? This new science special issue discusses topics like has Jesus forgotten us? What are the signs that Jesus is coming soon? Are you afraid of the end time and why Jesus waits to come again? Prayerfully give this fully illustrated, easy to read booklet to friends, family and others who have questions about where this is all going. The included invitation to Bible studies could change their lives forever. We'll give you the code right after the break. This is My Father's World by Jaden Levick. This is my father's world to my lips. 
listening ears How nature sings and round me rings The music of the spheres Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we're talking with Daniel Matteo, finishing off our program titled The Knock, which is talking about the signs of the second coming. Before the break, we did offer our book giveaway today, well, we talked about it anyway. It's What the Bible Says About Jesus' Return, and we've got plenty of copies of this, so do text in this code, FACET7, that's F-A-C-E-T, and the number 7, no spaces. Text that in to 0488880891, and you can claim your copy of this uh, booklet. Now, are there any more signs, Daniel, for uh, the end of time that uh, that we haven't yet covered? Well, there are, but, uh, well, Jesus has more to say about it, but he's more extrapolating or he's, in, what's the word, he's building on, on signs that he's already listed earlier in uh, Matthew chapter 24, okay? So we're going to read uh, verse 23, and we'll go all the way to verse 28 and stop there, I think. Okay. It says, At that time, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. I didn't read that verse very well, did I? See, I have told you ahead of time. <laughs> That's better. So if anyone tells you, there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will the, the coming of the Son of Man be. 
wherever there is a carcass there are vultures or there the vultures will gather mm, yeah some uh, interesting words there so first of all that this really helps us to uh, get away from uh, the idea of people going out into the desert and setting up a commune and saying sell your house and give all your money to me and then come and live here and, and I'm Jesus you know mm. uh, that we can be very sure that that, that that Jesus isn't talking about a localized event he's not talking about coming back the way that he did the first time or even yeah perhaps a secret event or a semi-secret event yeah there you mm. go that's mm. another thing um, you know it's not going to be secret mm. uh, the the other thing that we have to understand here is that um, this is an event that takes place after this tribulation like the the the, um, the way that Jesus is describing it here the believers are going through some of these hard times and uh, and then he's uh, and they have to be careful of all of these things that's the reason why Jesus is giving the warning to them mm. right so that's a little different to how some people understand it but uh, but he, sa- he says you know if he's he says out in the wilderness don't go if he's in the inner rooms don't believe it for as lightning comes from the east is visible even to the west right this is a visible you know very audible uh, powerful event as it says in john uh, in revelation one every eye will see him mm. so this is the end of the world this is the end of time we don't have to worry about oh no i might slip through it you know mm. Mm. this is a, a catastrophic um, culmination of history in this moment and it's an amazing thing yeah yeah so but still you know also uh, one of the things that jesus warns us about here is signs and wonders or miracles mm. and uh, that uh, that will basically be there as evidence that some of this false teaching will be accurate. And so we have to realize that just because someone is able to perform a miracle or do some sign, just because somebody is healed in some situation, it doesn't necessarily mean that that, that the the person that does that or is involved in that is teaching the truth. Because uh, Jesus warns here to be um, aware of the supernatural, to be guarded against it. And there are passages in Revelation that also specifically say that miracles and signs will be done that uh, you know we can't explain by normal um, means, I guess. And most of the time, if people have an experience where they, they are healed or they ex- experience a miracle in some way, that they would ascribe some truth or some reliability to to the person that is involved in doing that. But we mm. have to understand that these things are predicted, that you know, not everything that is supernatural is necessarily good. Yeah. Mm. Or it doesn't come from God. Yeah, you've mm. got it. Mm. Yeah. In verse 28, I think is quite interesting because it says where there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. So it's like it's almost a hint of our human nature that we'll almost believe anything if we see something and we're like everyone gathers over and flocks because we we want to believe that's it but we've been you know showing that it's a sign of deception well mm. not just so. that i mean vultures <coughs> gather around carrion rubbish yeah. and as human <laughs> beings we also tend to gather around rubbish in fact yeah. the, the more revolting things are the more re- attracted we are to it generally. almost like that story you shared about mm. the the man on the roof yeah you got it you know yeah. that's that's the sort of thing that many um you know, gather around things that really aren't good stuff. Mm. Mm. Well, the the great news is the way that this this uh, prediction ends. So we're going to read from verse thirty to thirty one, and this this really is the wonderful hope. Then we will then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, 
from one end of the heavens to the other. Mm, this really sounds like something that everyone's going to see. It says all the peoples of the earth yeah, and uh, trumpets and, and uh, from one end of the heavens to the other. That, that's that's pretty big. In Power that. and great glory, right? Yeah, this, yeah. Is the, this is the culmination of the kingdom of God. God steps into history. There is a great sequence uh, that we find in Isaiah 40 of the way that God deals uh, with his people. And the first is that uh, when he's going to step in and bring judgment, he sends a prophet uh, to go and, and preach and warn people. And then that, that prophet has followers, has disciples, uh, generates a prophetic community that then goes to warn everyone. And then God steps into history and, and you know executes judgment. And this is the moment when Jesus is, this is what we're hoping for, right? This is the, the, the big event. Uh, mm. that when, one day when we are going to look uh, to the east and see Jesus Christ riding down the skies with flames of, fo- of fire, surrounded by 10 billion angels uh, to bring judgment to the wicked and to, uh, and to take his people home. You know, when, it, when all of evil, you know, is, uh, is, is defeated. It's wonderful. You know, there are some who, who believe that Jesus has already returned and is wandering the earth somewhere in, in secret. Um, I can't see that in this. Uh, it seems as though this is an event that no one is going to miss. Well, and it's early on, Jesus specifically says, if he says he's in the inner rooms, don't go. Don't mm. even bother. Don't <laughs> even go to check it out. You already know. Mm. You're not going to miss this. This mm. isn't an event that you can miss. This is the, this is the last judgment. You know, this mm. is this is the moment. So, mm. it is a wonderful, wonderful thing for us to to look forward and know that Jesus is going to to step into history. You yes. have a story of a young man uh, and a lady to share. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, you know that uh, that uh, that young people like to date one another, and uh, it was the case once upon a time that um, a young man met a young lady that he found quite attractive, and he, after a period of time, fell in love with her, and uh, and thought that he would like to pursue her maybe for wife, and uh, he asked her maybe if uh, if she he could come around and and take her out to dinner one time, and uh, maybe they could get to know each other a little better, and she said, sure, sure, come on over, you know, um, come on over on, on Saturday night, you can come. And so he comes over and he, he gets so excited, you know, he gets all shaved up and all dressed up and goes and buys a big bunch of flowers and goes up to the door and knocks on the door, you know, very, very excited. Uh, she opens the door and there's, a, there's another young fella in there and uh, she has forgotten about their engagement and uh, she's got somebody else at the house and he's totally heartbroken and she said, look, I'm really sorry, I forgot about it and I, you know, someone else is over at the moment but you know what, and he says, okay, no, that's fine, um, you know, can I see you another time? She says, yeah, sure, sure, Wednesday night will be fine. Okay, so he gets excited again and thinks, all right, this will be my chance and uh, this time um, he goes and buys a big bottle of perfume. He goes around and he knocks on the door and uh, once again, she opens the door and there's a different follower in there, you know, and, uh, and yeah, this happens two or three times, at the end of which time, you know, she just, uh, he decides that maybe she isn't interested after all. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus said, Lo, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Jesus wants to have a relationship with us and he's knocking right at the door at history. And uh, I know that uh, we're not going to reject him the way that she rejected that fella. I know that we're going to say yes to Jesus, right? Mm. Amen. Next week, our program with Daniel is called The Walk. And tomorrow, we've got David Maxwell with the new series, The Word of God. This is Nothing in This World by Carly Fletcher. Have a great day and God bless you. There is nothing in this world that can truly 
Cry. 